Hello, welcome to the BT360 podcast, What's Up in Business Travel, a weekly podcast where we update you on what's up this week in the world of business travel. This podcast is great for those who need to know what's happening all in less than 15 minutes. My name is Ash. Let's get started. It is Monday, July 3rd, and we have completed week 26 of 2023. As a reminder, businesstravel360.com is a great resource for taking advantage of for everything business travel. Here you can listen, read, take advantage of bonus points and status match offers, keep track of upcoming industry events, and even have some fun with some great videos. You can check all of this out at businesstravel360.com. Now, let's get to the headlines. According to AAA, almost 51 million Americans would have traveled 50 miles or more from home this July 4th holiday weekend, surpassing the previous set in 2019 of 49 million travelers. This is despite high prices for travel. AAA expects 43 million people to hit the road this weekend, a 2.4% increase over 2022 and 4% higher than 2019. This past weekend is also anticipated to be a record for air travel, AAA projects that over 4 million Americans will fly over the holiday, which is an increase of 11% over last year and 6.6% over 2019. That number will also mark the highest share of air travelers in the overall holiday forecast, 8% in nearly 20 years. Flight delays and cancellations impacted thousands of July 4th travelers on Friday with United Airlines passengers bearing the brunt of the problems. The TSA said that they expect to screen 17.7 million people from June 29th through July 5th, peaking on Friday at more than 2.8 million people. That will be a single-day record for daily screenings and one of the clearest signs yet of air travel's strong recovery from the pandemic. More than 4,800 U.S. flights were delayed on Friday, though United had more delays than the competitors. Even Scott Kirby, United Airlines CEO, could not get a seat out of the New York area. He ended up taking a private jet flight from New Jersey's Teutoboro Airport to Denver, Colorado. This week, the U.S. State Department updated its advisories for 14 countries. The State Department is only advising Americans against travel to two of the 14 countries. Most of the updates or reissues are destinations in the Level 2 Exercise Increased Caution category. They include Ecuador, Maldives, India, Nepal, and Sri Lanka. Outside of the week's update, most recently, the State Department also reissued advisories to four other destinations, including one popular European tourist spot in Denmark and another in the Caribbean in the Dominican Republic. Both of them are now at Level 2. Travel companies have seen a significant increase in chargebacks in the past couple of years, according to a study. Outpaced the payments business of Amadeus, surveyed travel executives to uncover that 71% of companies have seen an increase with disputes growing 30% year-over-year, including 2022 compared to 2021. Almost two-thirds of airline and travel agency leaders who participated in the study said that travelers perceive chargebacks to be easier than getting a refund, while 56% said that there's a heightened awareness of the chargeback process amongst consumers. A third driver of the increase was the ease of raising a chargeback through mobile banking apps, according to 42%. When it comes to challenging chargebacks, about a quarter of travel companies see a successful outcome for more than 60% of the disputes. Almost half the companies said that less than 40% of chargebacks go in their favor. 
On Friday, the U.S. State Department confirmed what so many future international travelers have found out over the last few weeks and months, that it is taking longer than ever to renew a passport. According to the State Department's update, routine applications are now taking between 10 and 13 weeks, while expedited applications are taking between 7 and 9 weeks. Those timelines do not include mailing times. The State Department said that it may take up to two weeks for applications to be mailed and another two weeks for them to be mailed back. So routine applications could now take up to 17 weeks or more than four months from time of mailing. Just a few months ago, the standard time for renewal was six to nine weeks. Now in news that impacts the travel industry. Managed travel technology new entrance spot Nana announced a new distribution capability direct connect with United Airlines that delivers access and servicing capability for the 40% of the airline's bookable content that is not available in traditional Edifact channels. The spot Nana connection will enable travel agents, United agents, and travelers themselves to interact with United NDC content and resultant agency bookings. It includes online booking capabilities as well as self-servicing post-booking changes as well as appending a loyalty account or cancelling the booking without agent assistance. TMC and United Agents will have access to the same capabilities allowing cross-channel servicing and information about the booking to be shared among the agency of record, the traveler and the airline, including such elements as waiver codes. According to United VP of Sales Strategy and Effectiveness, the Spot Nana Direct Connect is different from airline aggregators and GDSs that focus mostly on funneling NDC content to travel management companies. While United makes all NDC content available to GDSs and aggregators, he said the real enablers in the equation are United's proprietary ticket stock combined with Spot Nana's tech stack. Delta wants to continue to prioritize premium services, but it faces a slow recovery of U.S. corporate travel. Its solution, Gen Z and millennial travelers. During Delta's annual Investor Day, the airline's president emphasized a pivotal role of younger generations in driving revenue growth. We know if we can get them young and keep them engaged with our brand, their lifetime value is going to be huge. They're working fewer hours in the office and have more time to do what they want, he said. This shift away from corporate travel is a necessary adjustment. Last week, the U.S. Travel Association released its biannual travel forecast revealing that business travel is recovering more slowly than expected. Unlike leisure travel, which has already rebounded from the pandemic, business travel is not expected to fully recover until 2025. Let's get to the news of mergers and new partnerships. Delta Airlines and Israel's LL have entered into a strategic partnership agreement that will eventually include code sharing and reciprocal frequent flyer accruals and redemptions. At launch, the partnership will enable flyers to connect between Delta and LL flights to complete their journey with a single interline check-in and to have bags checked to their final destination. Delta currently flies to Tel Aviv from Atlanta, Boston, and New York's JFK. Delta said it offers up to 200 same-day U.S. connections from Tel Aviv through those same gateways. LL is not currently a member of any of the three international airline alliances. Delta, of course, is a member of the Sky Alliance. Booking.com is the latest online travel agency to add conversational chat capabilities to its mobile app. The new AI trip planner combines the online travel agency's existing machine learning systems with OpenAI's ChatGPT application programming interface so users can receive travel recommendations based on preferences they describe in natural language. Our primary aim at Booking.com has always been to leverage technology to make it easier, according to Booking.com's CEO. 
In March, Booking Holdings brand Kayak became one of the first companies to launch a plugin for ChatGPT. Earlier this month, another Booking Holdings brand Priceline announced it is integrating Google's generative AI technology in its mobile and desktop interfaces for trip planning. Corporate lodging platform HRS has partnered with environmental technology company Squake to provide carbon emission compensation options for corporate clients. Through the partnership, Squake will offer offsetting and compensation options alongside HRS's State Green Initiative, which allows HRS users to choose hotels based on sustainability scores calculated by HRS. Among the compensation options Squake lists on its website are reforestation projects and carbon capture efforts. And now, news of new travel services and improvements. Air Tahiti has launched service between Seattle and Paris Charles de Gaulle. Air Tahiti will compete with Delta and Air France on that route. Paris will be the second destination for the airline in Seattle. Last October, the airline began flying between Seattle and Tahiti. The airline's other US service goes out of LA also to Paris and Tahiti. Alaska Airlines said it will operate service to Nassau from Los Angeles and Seattle. Both flights are the first to the Bahamas for Alaska Airlines. The announcement follows JetBlue's revelation earlier this month that it will become the first airline to serve the Bahamas from the West Coast. The Los Angeles route will compete against that new service operated by JetBlue. Nassau will be Alaska's 101st destination. Best Western Hotels has added several new properties to its global portfolio of hotels and resorts. Most recently, the company has expanded in North America, Europe, Africa, and Asia. The company now has increased presence across a large number of countries in Europe and the US. BWH Hotel has maintained its momentum through the first half of the year with plans to continue its growth and development in the third and fourth quarters according to the company. The portfolio currently has over 4300 hotels in more than 100 countries and territories around the world. And now in some technology news. Amadeus and Embers are partnering to offer a fully integrated solution with Amadeus's Citric booking tool and Embers's Chrome River expense management platform. The two companies already have had an existing relationship for data integration for some time according to Embers's CEO, but the new partnership is meant to take things to the next level. That will mean integration beyond travel and expense to enable deeper travel analytics, traveler companion apps and integrated card programs. The companies are also embarking on a commercial relationships with Amadeus promoting Embers Chrome River as a recommended expense management offering to its customers in the US, UK, and Scandinavia. Embers is also adding Citric Travel and Citric Easy for Microsoft Teams to its travel spend optimization solution portfolio. Travel management platform Travel Perk has added NDC-based content from American Airlines, Singapore Airlines, and United Airlines. The new connection with American Airlines ensures that Travel Perk customers have access to American's best fares and ancillary products available through NDC and direct channels. This follows American's removal of some fares from traditional Etihad-based global distribution channels earlier this year. Travel Perk's VP of Product Operations said that the TMC already has NDC partnerships with several major European airlines, including Lufthansa Group, British Airways, Iberia, Air France, Vueling, and Finnair. Now, in some space news, a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket blasted off from Cape Canaveral Space Force Station on the ESA mission that looks to send Euclid to a point nearly 1 million miles from Earth, close to where the James Webb Space Telescope is parked in space. 
European-based orbital satellite was launched to space to shed new light in the mysterious cosmic phenomena known as dark energy and dark matter. Unseen forces, scientists say, account for 95% of the known universe. Euclid was released from the Falcon 9 on a month-long voyage to its destination in solar orbit nearly 1 million miles from the Earth, a position of gravitational stability between the Earth and the Sun called L2. Euclid was designed and built entirely by the European Space Agency, with the U.S. Space Agency NASA supplying photodetectors for its near-infrared instrument. The Euclid Consortia overall comprises of more than 2,000 scientists from 13 European nations, the U.S., Canada, and Japan. After nearly two decades of development, Virgin Galactic conducted its first commercial Spaceship 2 suborbital flight on June 29th. Virgin Galactic's Spaceship 2 vehicle VSS Unity separated from the mothership aircraft above cloudy skies in southern New Mexico. The vehicles took off from Spaceport America. Unity flying a mission designated Galactic 01 fired its hybrid motor for approximately 60 seconds. It reached a peak altitude of 85 kilometers before gliding to a runway landing at the spaceport. The Galactic 01 mission was a research flight for the Italian Air Force and Italy's National Research Council. Virgin Galactic and the Italian Air Force signed for the contract for the flight in October 2019, agreeing to fly three Italian payload specialists on a dedicated research flight. With that, thank you for joining us, and I would like to ask you to tune in again next week on Monday morning to get your weekly update. We hope that you will make this a regular part of your week and listen in while you're on the move or sitting back and sipping your coffee. You can subscribe to this podcast by searching Business Travel 360 on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, or Pandora. Be sure to share this podcast with everyone you know so that they can also benefit from getting to know more about what's up in business travel. You can always find more information on businesstravel360.com. Have a great day and travel well. Oh, 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 oh,